As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. Hi, it's Monty for this episode of On Farm and we're at Farm Ness just outside Inverness, almost on the banks of Loch Ness. So there's a lot of Ness in this introduction. We are catching up with Joanna from Farm Ness. And some of you might remember that Anna did an episode with her back in, I think it was like January 2022, recorded remotely. So Dave and I are on a bit of a Highland road trip and we decided that we were gonna actually stop in here at Farm Ness and catch up with Joanna. So Farmness is a diversification project at Dunane Mains and we've opened it up to the public. Great to be here because if I remember rightly, when Anna spoke with you, you'd only been up and running with the farm shop for a couple of weeks and, and now we're standing here and there's a lot of children around, there's a whole lot of families around and there's activities. What's been going on? Describe, tell us what's been happening. Yeah, so we kind of changed the journey we were on a little bit. So when we started, it was primarily just a farm shop and we did a few events. Um, I think on the TV we showed doing the Christmas events and then as we came out the back of COVID, shopper habits changed massively so during lockdown everyone was into farm shops and then suddenly it just kind of nosedived everyone went back to the supermarket and we found ourselves just a bit like ah we need to change what we're doing so and we started to focus more and more on making a kids kind of play area because there's nothing like that in Inverness and um, yeah that's been really popular actually it's um yeah it's just come from strength to strength and we're getting bigger slowly and is that a hook that actually therefore encourages people to to come to the farm shop? Yeah, absolutely. So the idea, it kind of always was our idea that we wanted to have like um, families coming, children learning where their food came from and then stopping in at the shop and buying produce off the farm on the way home. But um, we started with just the shop and um, yeah, definitely now people do go into the shop more. There's a higher footfall and we're just slowly making more things like ready meals and jams. Um, to kind of give that all round experience. I mean, we're, we're very interested in this. You just made reference to, to television. That was the BBC, This Farming Life. That's um, you and Donald were, were stars of whatever series. I can't remember what series that was. And, and if, if viewers um, had, had, had looked at that and listened to the previous pod, as you say, you started with the, 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 the farm shop. From our perspective, it's just really interesting to, to, to visit, to take a bit of a dive into that, to you know, the journey and, and as you say, what's happened since and w- how the farm shop has, you reckon, COVID and people maybe came out here and thought it was brilliant to buy local produce and that's maybe died a little bit and now it's about this. and it's it's But it's still a farm, isn't it? It's still all about the farm. Yeah. Yeah, it still is all about the farm, really. And that's actually quite tricky. We're trying to balance almost three separate businesses at the moment we're finding so we've got the haulage business which is Donald's 
He's got the main farm, which is 3,000 acres, so it's quite big. And then we've got this, like, little nugget in the middle of the farm. And it's it's a lot of spinning plates. But, yeah, the farm is still the priority. And definitely, definitely for Donald, that's his big main priority. Listeners can't see this, but your priorities are obviously <laughs> twitching around a little bit at the moment because you're standing here speaking to us with a little one strapped to your chest. Yeah, so I've got a two-week-old baby as well now. Um, so, yeah, talk about spinning plates. There's a few smashing maybe but yeah it's it's changed the way that I'm running things I guess I'm doing it a bit more remotely I've got a really good team of staff that are in the shop in the play area and we do live next door so it's easy for me to keep an eye and a check yeah I've also got a baby (laughs) how's that been you know it is spinning plates but how's that been in terms of getting reliable staff and staff that you can trust to develop things in your way Oh, we're really lucky. We've actually got some staff off the estate. So we're tenant farmers. We're on a massive estate and um, we've got some local people off the estate. We've got one girl who is amazing. She's a supervisor and she really works closely with me and runs it. She does quite a lot. So, yeah, we've just been really lucky with our staff. But I like to think that because a lot of it's outside, it's working with animals, we're offering a different kind of job than the kind of like nine to five inside the building. Definitely takes the right type of person to want to work here but when you find them oh they've been amazing yeah because that's that's it you know we hear so much about whether it's farms rural businesses or any business um at the moment struggling to recruit and struggling to hold on and therefore struggling to be able to either develop the business or take a little bit of time out of the business to to have a baby etc um you know you must be quite grateful for the team you've managed to build then and Oh, massively grateful. Don't get me wrong, we have had points where we've been short-staffed. Like, the day before I gave birth, I was working in the shop. I was even working on the morning of giving birth, so was Donald. So so I've had two weeks off working in the shop. Let's not get carried away. And you're now here, two weeks in, you know, having a a chat with us for the On Farm podcast. Yay. I mean, there's definitely been no maternity leave. I think within a couple of days of her being born, I was back doing the bookkeeping and things. So there's definitely... There's definitely no maternity leave, but you know it's it's nice because I don't have the dread of going back to work in a year's time. Mm-hmm. I've never left work, and I enjoy my work. It's what I've created, and um, yeah, I really like it, or I wouldn't be doing it. That's that's an interesting take on life because you were a, a, a teacher before, is that right? Yeah, yeah. And so when you had your other children, yeah, I got a gift of a year off for each one. Yeah, and that was lovely. But you know, when I went on this farming life. I was saying how I was so lonely on the farm, there was no community. So I had my children and was isolated really quickly in this rural area. I didn't know any of the neighbours because I just kind of moved here not long before giving birth. So now um, I definitely don't have that isolation. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a massive community around me now and it's actually, it's really nice. I mean, you must have a community of even regular customers and people coming back here time and time again, do they? Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, we've got really regular customers, which almost become your friends and you see them out and about and you're like hello and some have actually given cards and gifts for the new baby it's it's so funny like Donald was saying that yesterday how different it is to having our first child like how our lives have changed and how there's more people in our lives now I guess that's that's really like heartening to hear you know it's it's not just a business but it's enhanced you know it's enhanced what you can offer on the farm what you can bring to the farm it's enhanced your life on the farm oh definitely yeah that's when it goes right back to it that's exactly what I wanted to create I came from a small village where there was a sense of community and I really struggled moving to Donald's farm like it's a mile from Inverness so there's a massive like community of the city but Mm -hmm. there's no small 
community, I didn't think, but there actually is when you dig deep. Mm-hmm. It, it was all there. Yeah. You just needed this to help you unlock it. Yeah, definitely. And like the local shop and post office for this wee area had all shut down. So it has created more of a kind of community again for the people that live here. You're creating something for the community, an asset for the community and jobs for the community as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think this summer we were employing 15 people. So like last year, I think when we were interviewed, we maybe had one member of staff. Um, so yeah, it has. It's created jobs and it's definitely created a community spirit. That's pretty rapid growth. That's pretty impressive growth. Yeah, they're not all full-time. No, but, <laughs> but you know, yeah. in terms of any measure of a business, if you can justify and, and, and keep that number of people, you know, busy yeah. and engaged, etc., that's that's tremendous. You must be very proud of that. Yeah, it is mad. It's, yeah, it's definitely the growth of the play park has really taken off and I can see, like, exponential growth going forward with that, hopefully. Let's, I mean, we're here, we're, we're, in a, we're in a polytunnel on the play park and I've got, you've got a, a, a splat the rat. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you, um, we might have a go at that later. Um, producer Dave's here today, listeners, and he's nodding. He's going to have a go at splat the rat. What's the bale? What's the, the bale thing behind us? What's that all about? Um, so that is a straw pit. We actually, we went around lots of different farms um, before we set this up. So we actually stole that idea from Arne Pryor um, oh, yes, down in Stirling, uh, the pumpkin yeah, farm. Stirling. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I have to give that to Rebecca. That wasn't me. <laughs> I right. stole it from her. But basically the kids jump in off the side and can like chuck straw over so each other. Can we have a look? Cause Are you going to do it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I was going to say, that's really interesting because like I remember being a boy and running on the farm and climbing on bales and jumping into straw and what have you. And I just sort of would have kind of thought in this day and age, you know, that that would be frowned upon for, well, it's fine maybe for our own kids, but I wouldn't have thought that would be a public thing. But obviously they love it and it's great and it's part of what you're offering is. So, yeah, a lot of these things come with a lot of legislation. So we've got it. It's quite low, small height. We have someone supervising it. Um, We have a play park attendant all the time going around. So, yeah, it does come with restrictions, but yeah, kids love it. It's so simple. What a great, easy, you know, no disrespect, but easy, simple, straightforward yeah. um, diversification idea. A polytunnel with a straw pit. Yeah. yeah. Some, 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 some um, mini Heston bales in a rectangle and a whole load of straw dumped in it. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be homegrown straw as well, I'm guessing. It's homegrown straw. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It needs to be replaced quite often, but um, then Donald can just bed his well, cattle with bed it. the cattle yeah. with the bales. Yeah. yeah. So, it's so not, nothing's going to waste. There's no waste, no. <laughs> Basically, basically, you're making the straw work for its living. It's not just yeah. being trampled under cattle. It's been, it's paying for its way more than tenfold. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So how does that work then? I'm saying paying for its way. What, what do people do? Do they come to the shop and buy a ticket for this, or how does it work? Yep. So they can buy a ticket, come in, and then there's a playdia, there's bales, sand pits, and we've got a new air pillow. Actually, that's been the biggest investment. Um, air pillow. Yep, so it's um, a big bouncy trampoline Oh, pillow. yes, aha, uh-huh. yeah, right, right, out yeah, there, right. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, well, well, That's probably oh. been the biggest pool, actually, for people around Inverness, because Inverness doesn't have anything like that. Joanna, as we're standing here in the middle of all this, you're saying to us that 12 months ago you had one employee, now you've got 15. Yeah. Just talk us through the evolution. What was here first? What came in after? You know, what's the kind of, how does it all fit together? Um, so first was the shop, which we still haven't managed to build. We only got our building warrant recently, so hopefully that will build next year. Because the shop, just I'm interrupting, but the, the shop just now, just again for listeners' benefit, is is that that's a sort of temporary structure of, of, of wooden cabins, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it comes with its own problems. Yeah, it was cheap to do, but, you know, there's other issues with it. 
Um, and then we had the polytunnel here as well when we started. So that was to give shelter for doing events, like we did the Christmas event on the BBC. Um, so it was just to give a bit of shelter for people to sit in. But there was no fencing or anything. You just walk from the shop into the polytunnel and sit here. So since then we've like fenced the perimeter and spent quite a lot of money like trying to safeguard children from going onto the actual farm. Mm-hmm. And the, and the, 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 the shop, the, you're talking about planning permission to build something more substantial as it were yeah but we've actually already outgrown what we have planning permission for All right. so that's good news isn't it in some ways i don't know it took three years to get the planning i'm like oh no i can't cope with having to go back so yeah we're still kind of deliberating what do we do going forward do we build that or go back for something bigger we're we're not really sure so i guess with that one of the things that we'll have to include in this podcast is a promise to be back here in three years time to to see what comes of it <laughs> Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully yeah. there'll be something better than that porter cabin there. So, again, looking outside, it's I want to have here. a look at the We're big go for a wonder. Yeah. <laughs> when you say a look, you mean a, a go. Well. <laughs> yeah, I've not actually bounced on it yet because I was pregnant. <laughs> so yeah, we got it. I'm, at Easter. And I'm certain that with um, little one in tow, you're not going to be bouncing. I'm probably on it. not. May no. have to be my job, <laughs> yeah. or or I could hold the mic and producer Dave might have a go in the big air cushion. Think of the forms we'd have to fill in. <laughs> Ah, no jumping when wet or near the edge. Yeah, no footwear. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that was quite a big investment for us. But as you can see, no jumping when wet. It does come with problems being in the north of Scotland. It's wet quite a lot. <laughs> Essentially, it's a, it's, it's a more permanent equivalent of a bouncy castle. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's like a cross between a bouncy castle and a trampoline. But on a business side of things, you talk about it was quite a big investment. You know, and, and for people listening that are diversifying etc what how does how do you how do you look at these things do you just sort of build it and they will come type thing you know you have the shop and then you think well we'll do a play park and then are you just sort of looking for the next idea and you know hoping that that then or you know how does it work i think donald and i are masters of winging it i actually spoke to um i went to heads of air farm park okay and spoke to the owner there and he said the best piece of advice he could give me would be to put in one of these jelly bellies and then he gave me a couple of things to then after I've done that put this in put this in and he based that on what was most popular at his park so we did it completely based on that conversation with him that's 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 good that's like sort of sharing best practice isn't it I mean that's quite good to get that from the farming community oh so kind of him yeah he didn't need to do that at all like he took about an hour out of his day and came and chatted to me about all the mistakes he'd made and what he would have done and what he thinks I should do um, and yeah, promised that one day he would come and visit and give us some advice as well and making it bigger. The big jelly belly, that's one thing. Again, a big investment and I'm, I'm sure that's going to be a big attraction. But again, it's not all about the big investments because there you are with a, what are we calling this? Uh, yeah, so this is our straw bale mountain. And basically kids come, run along it, chase each other. Um, yeah, and have loads of fun. It's mad how much fun you, they have in it. The Bale Mountain is some mini Hestons and then some little runs of round bales out of the baler that have only maybe sort of two foot high and then there's some four foot bales and then there's maybe a five foot or two in the middle, just random sizes all put together. And I must say again the sort of fun that I would have had when I was that age, but it's just really, really ingenious I would say 
to actually see that being put to use for the for the paying public, for the people that actually are paying for you and your 15 employees and making your business more sustainable. Well done. I think that was brilliant. That a few is, bales. Yeah, it's the funnest thing from your childhood, isn't it? But yeah. this is um, very strategically planned with weight distribution and sizing. Um, a lot of planning went into it, whereas it's not like, you know, when you went into your dad's barn and started making tunnels. It's and very strategically <laughs> planned for weight distribution and sizing. Yeah, no, okay. it is. And, yeah. you, and you presumably have people from the council with clipboards come and check it's all okay yeah, so, so you have to be very health. strict yeah. our insurers as well are very strict about it um so we we actually had it higher and the people from the council and our insurers came and weren't happy with the height of it so uh, we made it smaller yeah that was actually easier to do than the air pillow because right. okay. the air pillow the council had never experienced up here so uh, there was a lot of um what is this um so yeah we had to fly an inspector from manchester to come up um Really? Yeah, at very short notice, get him up here and give it the all clear. Yeah, that's a great day out for that guy. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I was lashing sweat with stress. Meanwhile, like yeah, running to the airport, picked him up, got him here. He did a quick inspection and um, yeah, give him the okay, and then flew back down to Manchester. Right. Because there's, I think there's only maybe one inspector in Scotland for these. So yeah, it's hard to get it inspected and passed, and you need, I need to get him back every year to pass it. So when I want to like diversify or retire from the on-farm podcast, I could be the big jelly belly inspector. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the guy who's an inspector used to be a radio DJ. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, there you are. <laughs> oh, here we are. We've got some big air cushion jelly belly jumpers. Oh, they're loving it. And do you find that most of the kids and families that come here are sort of local, or is it tourists? I heard some people with, I think, Spanish voices earlier. Oh, yeah, we've had... Mixture of the two? Loads of tourists. Um, so the schools just went back, was that last week? And before the schools went back, the place was just absolutely packed. Like, the car park was oversubscribed, people were parking down at the farm. Um, because it was so busy that I think that was a case as well of local people were coming with their kids but the tourists were seeing all the cars and then they were coming in as well. So we've done a 10 day holiday in Scotland so we're staying in Fort Augustus at the moment. We've just been to Inverness and my wife spotted this place on the way to Inverness so we said we'll come on the way back getting some steam built off and then uh, have an ice cream before we drive all the way back to Augustus. So, so you've literally just seen it on the side of the road and gone, that looks nice, we'll pop in later. Yeah. What's been your favourite thing about your holiday? Uh, seeing the Highland cows. <laughs> and what happened yesterday? It was my birthday. Oh! <laughs> my birthday was yesterday. Happy but, birthday. But yesterday, but yesterday we broke down in the car. <laughs> Tell people that. <laughs> we just want our children to get fresh air. It's just great playing outside. They're having the best time, aren't you? Love the trampoline, the tractors, the coffee's a bonus for the mums. And the shop's lovely too, there's plenty of fresh produce and yeah, it's great. What else did you see? What else have we seen? Have we seen goats? No. Yeah, and rabbits? Yeah. Yeah. And cows? Yes. What else, Alfie? Highland cows. Highland cows? With alpacas? Where's the alpacas? And I saw Nessie poop. <laughs> you saw Nessie poop. The trampoline's fantastic. I think the, the jelly belly, I think it's yeah. called. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the first one up in the Highlands, actually. So that's good fun, and I've enjoyed it myself as well. So. 
again on a sort of business side of things is that you know are you heavily kind of promoting that on your socials etc come along and jump on the air cushion the yeah. only one in highlands and yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe we haven't actually advertised it enough that's probably the whole spinning plates thing as well yeah yeah, that you start dropping the ball here and there. You've not had anything else to do. What have no, you been no. messing about? <laughs> yeah, I need to up my promotion. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's in all serious, I think that's something you're really good at. Like oh, your really? social media, your Instagram is your complete. I mean, I, I don't know how you find the time to be honest to keep oh. posting and, and 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 actually, I always think with those things, and it's probably from the BBC This Farming Life program, but you have to give people a real insight into your real lives don't you it's it's the, the good the bad and the ugly sometimes yeah definitely and that is something maybe where i think our social media used to be better because i did show more in the past of what our kind of life was like on the farm and having this as a project whereas now i've got all these plates spinning i'm not really showing my personal life at all because uh, i just probably sometimes feel a little bit overwhelmed yeah so not showing as much but definitely want to get back to doing that because i think it is important you know, my favourite social media accounts and places I want to go are where they give like a little glimpse behind the curtain of what life is actually like running this. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully we can tick that box for you today as well with the pod. You know, we're hoping that people listening to this are getting a real insight into... I'm, I'm actually I'm trying to do that. Hopefully my questions are, are, are doing that. Give people listening who think about diversifying, who would like to diversify... And a kind of insight into yeah. to what's involved. Also, hopefully, it's a good plug for you for people that want to just come along and jump on the big belly and have a look <laughs> at the, the the bale run and bale mountain and what have you. But getting away from all of that, because I can see animals, and we're certainly we are certainly on a farm as well. So yeah, we do have some animals, as Donald likes to call, kind of hobby farming. So we've got our two by two for Noah's Ark, and then the field on the other side is what I'm planning to grow the business onto but Donald still uses that for sheep and cattle and things so it's quite nice that's um, a farming field <laughs> that's a farming field on right. that side yeah right. uh, so yeah we have arguments over that quite a lot um, I think he was doing silage on it recently but yeah it's quite nice because sometimes you know I think a week ago it was just full of sheep so you still get that proper farm yeah. experience yeah but to the to the to the Joe public coming along the proper farm, yeah, okay, maybe that's in the next field. But you've got your two-by-two, two, you've got your Noah's Ark. So what have we got? You've got some Highland cattle. Yep, so we've got some Highland cows for the tourists. They're a big hit. Um, then we've got our goats that were on this farming life. We've got quite a few of them now. And then, celebrity goats? Oh, yeah. Oh, celebrity goats, celebrity yeah. Goats. yeah. They, they've been breeding like goats do then, have they? Uh, well, actually, I've been buying them in. Oh, you've been buying goats? Yeah, so. one of my goats had a kid. Um, the one on this farming life that was like a dancing goat that everybody loved actually died. Oh. Um, Pip, yeah, she died. There's one that looks like her, so I wasn't sure whether to pretend that was Pip, but <laughs> the, ever, the everlasting <laughs> yeah. goat. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. a child and their yeah. hamster. Yeah. 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 Looks a bit different. Nah, it's fine. Just got yeah. a bit older, that goat. Yeah. yeah it's actually male, so right. you know, you'd have to be a farmer probably to notice it's not Pip. To <laughs> yeah. so the goats, and then is that alpacas as well? Yeah, and then we got some alpacas, so they're new. Yeah, they're quite exciting to have. People love those. Okay. And they took a bit of bedding in, I think. They took a bit of everybody getting used to them and them getting yeah. used to being here. Yeah, they take a really long time to settle in. Um, they actually came from a trekking centre, so they were really friendly before they came here. And then they came and just were like, oh, don't know what this is, we're by the road, there's all these people. Um, so it took a long time for them to trust us. 
they're quite clever animals. And I actually, on the subject of farm diversification, I said, I actually promised my wife that I'd give a plug on the pod to B-Rope alpacas uh, down in the borders where we are because um, Moira, my wife, and the girls, and they took Granny as well, and they had a lovely day trekking with alpacas a couple of weeks ago in the school holidays and really loved it. And to be fair, me being me, I was a little bit cynical. I thought, well, I'm working with sheep most days. I'm not going to take an alpaca for a walk on a rope. But they loved it. And it just shows, you know, again, farm diversifications take all shapes and sizes and all manner of ideas. And I think it's a case as well of um, you become a bit complacent and used to living on a farm that you don't realise such a simple thing would be such a big hit with people that don't live on a farm. So you, you take it for granted. Think, who on earth would want to come and walk an alpaca or a goat? But... Yeah, there's, that's our busiest days where we get people to come along and interact with animals. Yeah, I mean, our, our girls have their own ponies. They're leading on a piece of rope. They've got sheep everywhere that I can barely get them to help me with. But the going to another farm to take alpacas a walk was a massive hit. And it was really nice because I think Granny really enjoyed it too. And I think that was a great day. So a, a big shout out to them at Beer Rope Alpacas. Yeah. What's next? What's next for you guys here? How are you going to expand? What's the next big adventure? I think um, we have lots of little things we're wanting to do. Just like simple things like I bought a fertiliser spreader. I'm going to make that into a basketball hoop and um, a better track for... You bought a fertiliser spreader to make into a basketball hoop? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that took some convincing of Donald. He wasn't very happy. So I'm going to, I'm going to sort of, in my head, think this is a kind of... A, sro- a smaller, older one, it's a kind of conical shape, an ice cream cone type shape. Yeah. And you're going to mount that on a big pole. Yeah. And it's going to be a basketball hoop. Well, no. So it will be in the ground still, but we'll put a big pole, like Into a it. base behind it, yeah, right. with the basketball hoop. And then it'll come down the spreader and out like almost a bowling ball. Yeah. Where do you get these ideas from? Just like on the internet. Challenge, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Pinterest. Yeah. Uh, but it was funny going to the auction to buy that because. Before I started all of this, I hated the machinery auction, the sale on a Saturday, and Donald always goes along to it, and it's so boring, like these bits of machinery, and now I'm really excited, and he tries to leave me at home, because he knows that I'm going to want to buy scrap. Could be someone else's scrap, and look, I'll make some money out of it, honestly. Yeah. Is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh, this could be this. <laughs> That's brilliant. Very That's good. good. That's good. You've got to have a mind like that to be able to come up with the things that you come up with, I think. Definitely, yeah. Because you've got the old Fergie here as well, the old grey Fergie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually a massive hit. People love getting their picture taken on it. That's yeah. sort of one of the landmarks. Yeah, but we have actually bought a new one um, to replace because that one still works. It was Donald's dad's. Ah, oh, right. Um, and it does the tilling in the fields. So oh, right, so that one actually has to go to work. That yeah. one has to go to work. So I bought an old scrappy one that can't move. Um, the engine's gone on it, so... It's going to be coming in. There you are. You'll be <laughs> you'll be going round all the machinery sales. You'll be at Lanark Market next, and goodness knows what big sales. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. We're constantly scouting social media for um, tractors and things. Donald's at it as well. <laughs> <laughs> he just likes to tell me off when I do it, but he's he's made some terrible decisions. I think actually. Oh, <laughs> we don't we don't need to go into that. <laughs> and he's busy today. He's not able to talk to us today because he's trying to get the harvest in amongst all the showers and the rain is that right yeah so it's not been the best summer to be honest it's been a lot of rain and the last few days it rains and then the sun comes out but he's he's just about crying actually <laughs> at his combine all the time and he had an amazing day for combining and the combine broke down so oh is that just not always the way of it yeah. you can get going but you can't get going yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. that's put him in a terrible mood <laughs> does the combine end up in here is this going to be the combine graveyard next well that's what i was saying <laughs> yeah i mean it's getting 
getting close. <laughs> He's uh, still fighting its case, but it's pretty old combine. I was saying it could have a slide coming out of it. <laughs> We've missed the pigs. We've missed the pigs over there. That, that's pigs in that paddock. Yeah, so they um, are Should we have a walk along? Should we? They're Did very they? old pigs, um, old heritage pigs. I think they're one of the oldest breeds. They apparently make amazing charcuterie. But you're not charcuterieing them, they're just here as... Well, no, they were here for charcuterie, but um, I think the boar we got is a bit of a dud. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, because the girls have had piglets before, but they're, uh, they're not pregnant this year. So now they're just a kind of come and see the piggy type thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What have we got, some goat kids in there and yeah, so, so this one here is Biscoff so she is the kid of Ivy who was on this farming life she was the new wee goat we got and what's in the little boxes the little hutches as well so these are our rabbits rabbits are a massive hit so we do um, private birthday parties so people can come and then they get involved with the rabbits they love that the rabbits come up and eat out of the kids hands the rabbits Donald was very dubious about he wasn't a fan at all and he was getting a bit annoyed with me with all these rabbits because i had to drive to perth to buy them there's not a lot of rabbits up here i don't know why um but he's now he's like yes i have to eat my words the rabbits are a very big hit i'll send you some rabbits, oh, you rabbits? <laughs> well rabbit rabbits i don't know about these these are obviously special rabbits but oh yeah no i've got yeah. a bit obsessed now and i've got different varieties that yeah i maybe have gone a bit overboard on <laughs> but if it works yeah, it's nice to have different looking ones, I think. If it works, and as you say, if the children are loving it and coming and feeding them and what have you, again. Yeah. And again, I'm, I'm going to guess that you, well, charge and sell a bag of carrots or something like that. Is that how? Yeah, we sell um, animal food. But the main thing, I think, is private bookings. Lots of people want to come and get involved with animals. That's mainly what so, we have them for. Like a group of children on a birthday party day out or something like that, and you yep. take them around and show them. Yeah, so we have a tour guide that takes them and they interact with animals, feed them, get to pat them. Um, eventually we'll do trekking the alpacas, like wee mini treks, mm -hmm. and they get in with the rabbits as well. And then we've got um, tour buses that come as well. All right. So they come with um, coach loads of people over the summer. We had that, and then we had school bookings as well, so schools were because coming. Because, you know, we're talking about Inverness here, but you're actually, you, you're, where Loch Ness is there. Just right? there, yeah, yeah, just where the hill comes down. Yeah, we're sandwiched right between yeah. two massive tourist destinations. So, yeah. and we're on the road to Sky as well. So yeah. we get loads of, loads of international tourists, which we've not had before. This is the first year, just with everything opening up again. Um, yeah. We've been quite shocked with people like from Costa Rica, Bolivia, just places you didn't imagine people would be on your farm from. It's mad. <laughs> And again, if they're, if they're happy to let the children blow off steam and spend some money in the shop and have a look at this, what's not to like? Yeah, and that's what I always thought it could be, would be an area for people travelling, you know, on a big long journey maybe to Sky yeah. or the North Coast 500 or something, would let their kids run off, burn off steam and then back in the car for another four hours. Because if you come up the A9 or down the A9, you get to Inverness, that road, you know, no disrespect to anyone in Inverness, but coming through there, there isn't really anywhere to stop other than like services or a garage or two or whatever it's a kind of you come through and this is going to be a right really good sort of stop off isn't it for yeah yeah, yeah hopefully yeah <laughs> you got it all worked out yeah well yeah i mean there's a long way to go i think what i ideally would like you were asking earlier what's the future it would be like a big indoor area for kids to play because we are really limited by the weather um 
So not only is Donald going to lose that field, but he's going to lose one of these sheds as well, isn't he? Oh, I've been on at him about the sheds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be amazing. <laughs> See these cattle, Donald? Can they not just winter outside? Because that shed's going to have a whatever in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a bit of a battle now between this and Donald's farm. <laughs> <laughs> but on that, you know, family farm, long-standing family farm, and then, you know, you want to do something slightly different. What an achievement. Yeah. You must be very proud of what you've what you've brought here then. It's funny, I actually thought that that would probably be something you would say, like, look what you've done now. And I think that's something Donald and I are guilty of. We never stand and think, wow, look what we've done. We're always frustrated by what we're not getting done. So Life's like that. Life is like that. I find that, actually. I'm guilty of that. Life's like that and business is like that. To say that not that long ago it was just you and now there's 15 employees or whatever yeah. brilliant yeah i know it's mad to just stand back and look and think yeah it was a field that is pretty mad <laughs> joanna it's been brilliant it's been really great to be here to see the place but also how much progress even since that conversation with anna is brilliant to see that i can see that the family progress and penny's been brilliant she slept through her chat there but i think she's waking up so we'll wrap up now but thank you so much no thank you so much for coming it's so lovely to meet you in person and yeah chat about what we've been doing so thank you very much that was great lovely place lovely to see i just think they're so ingenious i think there's a lot going on here which you know just some bales etc but actually a big attraction for the general public so great place to visit if you haven't already done so, get along. Massive thanks to our sponsor, Gillespie McAndrew, for supporting us with this episode. Maybe listen back to Anna's episode that was recorded remotely with Joanna and her husband Donald. But other than that, that's it from me and bye for now. Bye.